There are the Oscars, the Grammys, the Emmys, the Tonys, even the Razzies. There's a freaking award show for everything, but none of those award shows come close to the prestige of even being nominated for our award show. I guess you could call our awards the Attackies? That's right. It's that time you've all been waiting for. It's the Attack of the Killer Podcast Award Show Part 1 on this episode of AOTKP. Attention planet Earth and beyond. Stay tuned for Attack of the Killer Good evening and welcome to the 83rd annual Attack of the Killer Podcast <laughs> Award Show. I am your MC for the for the evening, Insane Mike, and this is episode 251, where we will be breaking down our top 10 favorite films from horror films from 2021. So it, this is a very special episode that we do once a year, kind of a tradition here at Attack of the Killer Podcast. Now this is part one of two, so we're only going to be going ten through six on this episode, and then finish it off on the next one. I think I uh, think I should get a vote on what your the attackies. Are you sure? It's like you just made that up on the fly. What would you prefer the potties? No, I don't think that's any better. That's I just, way better. Let's call it the potties. We should do a poll. Achilles. <laughs> Maybe getting worse. I'm not sure. <laughs> now, these are not like our normal episodes. Usually on the show, we pick a topic. Uh, we pick horror movies that fit into that topic, and we openly and freely discuss those films as a group of friends do when they're hanging out, say, like on a Saturday night. There's usually spoilers on our show because, you know, we're just, you know, talking as friends. So um, we usually give a warning. Now, these episodes... Uh, you know, fresh. It's newer movies, yes. So we're trying. We'll try not to be too spoilery. Speak for still, yourself. I'm looking at you, Mike. What, what try, try. You can gonna try. Yes, but just to warn you, something could slip. It could still happen. <laughs> now, if you like our show, prove it. You can do that <laughs> by helping support the show. That's good. And becoming an attacker. As an attacker, you can be part of the select numbers of our society that hold more power than the Illuminati. That's because those losers don't get access to all the amazing perks that you attackers can get. Such as bonus episodes, YouTube series, such as like video updates, Insane Mike's Minute One, One Minute Top Ten list, killer critiques. You can get your own membership card and sticker, certificate. There's so much content that you can get by becoming an attacker. So go to jointheattackers.com and support the show and become an attacker today. That's jointheattackers.com. Now, choosing the best of 2021 in horror is no easy task. An Attack of the Killer podcast has the best of the best judges that money could buy or what we could afford. (laughs) So here is the podcast crew. Yeah, he never understood what three billboards was ever nominated for an Oscar for. He said that the movie didn't make any sense to him. Maybe it was because he doesn't understand sign language. Andy, everybody. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> We're in rare form tonight, huh? Oh, my. Um, I, I, I had a lot of caffeine. 
<laughs> he was caught bribing a judge with pasta so he can win an award for his work on Broadway. The pasta was rigatoni. Jason! Oh my god, that's terrible. Hey, what's up, everybody? What's wrong with rigatoni? It's I, delicious. It's your puns. Hey, thanks for listening. Please keep listening. He won an award for playing a scarecrow in his latest movie. They said his performance was outstanding in his field. Tad! Man, this is pretty... <laughs> this You're ending the year on a low note. <laughs> he was so proud of these. <laughs> hey, guys. Speaking of tradition... No best in horror end of the year show could be would be complete without this next guy. He won he won an award for best neckwear. Turns out it was actually just a tie. Dustin Neal is here. <laughs> oh, hey, I had to use my attackers membership membership card to get in here. It was really hard. Yeah, uh, you don't get a lot with that when you're alumni, but you know it's just. Uh, I'm sorry. Are we still maintaining the illusion that we're walking into it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wore no, my tux. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm straightening my bow tie right now. Okay. <laughs> Dustin, it's been a long year, man. Yeah, How you it been? Is. I, I, it's been good. It's been great. I'm glad to be here. I, this is one of my highlights of the year is getting Aww. to talk to you guys about. That's sad. Oh, the, uh, man. <laughs> Come on. You lonely, hey, I, lonely man. <laughs> I don't get to talk about these types of horror movies with everybody, okay? They're just yes. not, uh, they're just not conversation starters sometimes. So, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, that, that's why I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Well, it's great having you here. And, if, mm-hmm. and that's the sole reason for doing these, one, these <laughs> doing these shows once a year is to get you back. <laughs> Now, the 110th annual Attack of the Killer Podcast Award is unknowingly sponsored by Shudder. Yes, Shudder, the online horror streaming service. Tons and tons of amazing, horrific content for you to peruse and enjoy. You can get a free month of Shudder on us. Just go and put in our promo code AOTKP and you can get a free month of Shudder on us. You'll get hooked. You'll subscribe right away after that as well. You should. Again, the promo code is AOTKP. <laughs> and now it's time for the moment you've all been waiting for the Attacking Killer Podcast Awards. So we're going to start with 10. We're doing 10 through 6 on this episode of what we feel, personally feel, is our favorites of 2010 in horror. Let's, let's go ahead and start is with... There, what? Oh, is there any, like, general... How do you feel about this year? Like... Oh, overall thoughts? Some, yeah, let's just... Can you play that can, uh, some, No, Price is Right sound? Don't say <laughs> that. <laughs> don't. I can. <laughs> Tad, no. <laughs> what are you trying to say, Tad? What What's your thoughts? I don't know. I had a hard time choosing my top ten. Um, I thought I had a solid list, and I realized I only had nine, and I'm like, shit, I have to find a tenth <laughs> movie to put on this list. Um, oh, you watched so many. I did, like, and it. I don't know, man. Like, I, I just feel like I have a hard time actually saying, like, with conviction that I love ten movies this year, where yeah. I have, like... Th- 30 that I liked a lot, but um, I might have like maybe like three or four that I really loved. So um, I don't know. I'm sort of, I I, I put this list together today um, and I'm changing it as I'm talking. I'm filibustering right now so I can uh, (laughs) 
mix things around because I'm like, is that really worthy of that? But uh, I don't know. Overall, I was uh, the the highs weren't as high as they have been the previous couple of years. I concur. Uh, I mean, I had a little bit of difficulty making my list. I mean, I liked a lot of movies, but uh, it was some of them were in there with a bullet, I think, but not near as many as, you know, in years previous. Yeah, there was like a cutoff. There's just like a a line down the middle of some of these where it's like, yeah, I really like that. And then there was over the line that, man, that was dog shit. Like, it was just like, <laughs> yep, it was clear evidence of just like, hey, this is good, and this is terrible. It felt like a weaker year to me, too, but I can't, I don't feel like I can really form that opinion because there's a lot I still missed out on. I didn't get a chance to watch a lot of, a lot of bigger films, too, that I missed out on that I didn't get to watch. So, so I don't think it's fair enough for me to say it was a lackluster year, but as I put my list together, you know, a few things that I that run through my mind is like, is this going to be one that I want to watch again? Even more, is this one that I can't wait to have in my collection? And a lot of times, it's most of my top ten, and I'd say maybe this year, you know, at best, maybe half of those would be ones that I would want in my collection. Damn. Yeah. 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 Not just yeah, all agree. ten. No. Huh. No. I mean, I'm I'm sort of with you. <sighs> you guys a bit but like or so like uh my process is just like look at the list just go down the list and write down all the ones that could make your top 10 Mm -hmm. and then it's like that amount was definitely less this year yeah and then like i guess i and there wasn't there wasn't like a this is the clear number one for like i felt like it has been before it felt like a lot of these movies were like really trying to fit the five through 10 spot. I don't know, but, but I love all, I love my 10 list here. There's, I don't know. I'd, I'd take them all there. I thought there were some great movies. I feel like a, a lot on my list too is ones that really, you know, um, stray that line of being in the genre, you know, that some of them are kind of, that you know, there's probably going to be listeners out there saying that's not a horror. Yeah, movie. that's I, what I struggle with every year. Where I'm like, yeah, I've written, mm-hmm. like this is my favorite movie, but can I say it's my favorite horror movie of this year? So you know, some of those that might have made the list might be on my uh, honorable mentions because of that. Yes, Mike, Virus Shark should not be on your top ten <laughs> list. I would, both of those words are be. horror. So yeah, but no, <laughs> should cancel each other out, not count as a movie. I didn't get all the way through Thank it. Thank so goodness. It didn't get checked <laughs> off. Wanted to put into my top 10 just to spite you. <sighs> but I'm dying to find out yes. what everybody's lists are, man. I know. So let's get too. to it. All right. Let's start off. Number 10. Andy, what's your number 10 movie of 2021? <sighs> okay. Um. Now, this, truth be told, this barely made the list. And... Since I am such a whore for this series, um, I have to say that my number ten movie is Halloween Kills, Whoa. and it barely it, it barely made the list. Barely made the list. Wow. Um, uh, I just I liked it because obviously you get to see you know Sh- Sheriff Brackett and you know uh, all these other you know previous characters you know Lin- Lindsay Wallace and whatnot and Doctor Loomis. Uh, 
Yes, yes. <laughs> He's and, there. Um, he came back for this one. <laughs> and the um let's see. And of course, you know, uh Michael is just rip shit pissed in this, you know. You can actually see that there's a you know, instead of just like this blank killing machine, you can tell that there's there's I don't know, I guess there's more characterization to him. You know, he's more he's you know, he's really pissed off. I mean, he's just He's like literally pinning that guy with like, you know, each knife from the kitchen into that table. He's just like, eh, this one won't do. This one won't do. <laughs> and, you know, light tubes and um but yeah, uh not uh not as good as the the previous one in in my opinion. Uh the the evil dies tonight is just way too much there, but um, I do like the fact that they they up the stakes in this, you know, exponentially. Um, just that that ending alone is just nuts. Um, but spoiler alert, like I said in I think um, Tad's podcast when we talked about it, I can watch Rusty Griswold get his head caved in all day. That didn't really bother <laughs> me. But um, yeah, uh, Halloween Kills. Um, just you know maybe it's in there on it just barely got my top 10 just because of probably nostalgia and just i'm such a huge fan of the series um i just figured it had to be, it make it way make its way in there somehow so number 10 halloween kills for me interesting okay uh tad what about you this is one I literally changed minutes ago um, <laughs> because I've, I've talked about this almost every year I've been on here for this episode. Yeah. I always struggle with if it's not straight up horror, can I include it? Well, this one I would not say this is my one on the list that I would argue that is not it could arguably not be horror, but it shook me more than anything on the list. And it is Lamb. Oh, it did um, make your list. Yes, wow. I, I it was right there on the honorable mentions at like 11, and I switched it with a movie that I felt like another one that really sort of shook me. But this one I can't stop thinking about, like, mm. and that leaves that impression on me where it's a, I mean, Jason's going to get hard over this one because it's a <laughs> qu- quiet A24 movie that is fucking weird. Um, but I mean, I sent you guys like a picture of it while I was watching it. Like nope. yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't cause I couldn't believe what the fuck I was watching. Like I, I saw the trailer and stuff, but for some reason it's just like, it's left this impression on me. It's really uncomfortable. Um, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. This, I mean, it's like, it, that's where I struggle where I'm like, is it a horror movie? But it's a, a kid with a, the lamb head. I mean, it's like I said, it's just uh, weird and, and and sort of just shook me. So uh, it, it deserves a spot on the list just for that. So Lamb, A24, See, number that, 10. That was one of them I didn't get a chance to watch. So. Help me either, help. <clears throat> Jason, what's your number 10 then? Wait, you didn't get a chance to watch Lamb either? Oh, no. Uh-uh. Oh, wow. Okay. Nope, I did not. <clears throat> okay, sorry. You're number 10. My number 10 is a 24 it's saint mod had yeah. to get some a 24 on there and oh yeah i'm surprised it's so low on your list another quiet brooding um uncomfortable yeah uncomfortable yeah. yeah yeah i i loved it for those reasons for sure like i know we've <laughs> i i didn't know it until tad said it a few episodes ago but like religious horror is kind of awesome i don't know i enjoy it and uh 
And this was just a great, fun little story that you had no idea where it was going. And and the main gal, she was, you know, you're just enthralled to see what Maud's going to do. And uh, very, very delusional girl that, you know, it's thinks what she's doing is justified. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, um, I, yeah, I remember it, uh, you know, I thought maybe it was going to be a little crazier, uh, based off of trailers and things. So it was like, yeah, maybe a little more subdued and straightforward ish, which that, I sort of appreciated, but then, yeah, that turned out to be yeah. something that was actually kind of cool about it. Okay. So. Don't worry, Mike. You might actually like this one. Well, I was just curious. I'm curious why it's so low on your list because I know oh. you're such a big A24 oh, there's fan. there's so many good ones this year. Gotcha. That's all. The, he has 23 other A24 films on That's this. right. <laughs> A1 Top through A24. <laughs> That's right. And then he moves on to B24, you know. Bingo. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, Dustin, what about you? Oh, I'm so excited. Dustin always has crazy picks. He does. <laughs> he just, it, that's right. We're we starting off with Tremors 18. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> well, we don't uh, get to talk to you all year, so we don't get to see it coming. And, and you're always um, stealthily quiet in the group chat. Like, I know. No, Dustin doesn't give us hints unless we no, ask he for them. Another eight, well, uh, <laughs> Jason's to too busy uh, uh, stealing some data from you all every Friday. Uh, but anyway, um, for for people listening, they're probably going to hate me with this list on these next two episodes because I'm just I don't oh, know. No. I, it's just I, I I don't think again. The question is: Are these horror movies? Uh-huh. And do you consider them horror movies? And even if they were considered horror movies, are they that good? And I think. <laughs> Oh. I I just kind of like garbage sometimes. So <laughs> as I say, and, and Dustin's don't check either list. So number ten, I love this movie, and uh, it's called Shadow in the Cloud, and hmm. it stars Chloe Gracie Moritz. I, I'm not sure how that's how you Moretz, say her name. Yeah. Moretz, oh, like yeah. Like she played Hit Girl in yeah. uh, the Kickass movies, the Max Landis movie. It was mm. Carrie too? Yeah, uh, yes, yeah. yeah, she was. Yes, yeah, she was. Um, I just thought this was a a badass, kickass movie of a girl in like this old ass World War plane. Um, uh, uh, not to spoil too much, but just fighting a gremlin that's attacking the plane. <laughs> um, oh, it's I'm a sold. simple process, a simple uh, concept, and uh, it's pretty actiony. Um, but you know, the gremlin looks cool. And, uh, you know, she's really badass in it. And, of course, you know, that's kind of like her character and everything she's ever been in. So she's mm-hmm. a little typecasted. Um, but I would say probably the majority of this movie takes place in the under gunner pod of, like, this old World War one or two plane. I'm not sure what, you know, time era it's in. It's it, The movie's pretty vague a little bit. Um, so it's like a fighter plane. And... Just great voice acting because you don't see a lot of the actors in this movie until maybe the third act, but you get to hear them all over the radio and they have this, there's, there's great dialogue, 
There's lots of like, what the fuck is going on? There's a, a, a mystery box. What's in the mystery box? <laughs> There's a fucking gremlin flying around that only she seems to see for some reason. No one else wow. is catching it. Shit goes crazy. I just, I had a ton of fun with this movie. Uh, I knew when I saw it, I'm like, this is probably going to be in my top 10, but thought it might get bumped off. But like we've already been talking about, maybe quality hasn't been the highest but who the hell am i what do i know what yeah. do i know quality i don't know but uh i think if you guys get a chance to see shadow in the cloud i think it's probably pretty cheap now or free on prime it definitely worth okay. a watch i had a lot of fun i'm gonna have to find it i was gonna ask where you mm. saw it. it does look like you're the only one on the only one in the group uh, that has seen it of course so and i hadn't <laughs> even heard of it has anybody else even heard of this movie no yeah, I'll be honest. I, I skipped out because I heard that Max Landis was still making money off of it, and I, I hate that fucker. So uh, I skipped out on it. But how? What, what did he write it or something? Yeah. Like, how, oh, okay. Okay. So my number ten. Um, I think maybe this might be my big, the biggest shock maybe on my whole list. I don't know. Oh my! I don't know. Uh, was a last minute watch. Watched it last night. Seance. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I really, I, I really enjoyed it. I liked how, um, uh, how it's, it starts off in one direction and kind of has, it really has like a, the first half has kind of like a craft feel to it. Yeah. So, you know, at this all girls school and these like mean girls are, you know, picking on the new girl and they have the seance to try to talk to their friend that, you know, supposedly committed suicide last year. But then like the second half of the film is like, is like a straight up slasher. And by the third act, it felt like really grindhousey to me and, and all the action there at the end. And so I thought that was really cool. Mm. I dug the, uh, I dug the, the, um, the, dir- the different directions that the story took in it. And, um, I thought all the uh, performances were great and some cool gore. The filing cabinet dropping. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I audibly shouted out loud at that one. That was freaking awesome. Is it done by Simon Barrett? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and I had watched the trailer awesome. a few yeah. times, thinking like, should I check this one off the list? I don't know. Um, but then when I saw that, you know, he like directed it. I'm okay. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm in as far, I'm in that far at least. So, cause I like his stuff and yeah, I liked it. Yeah. I, I thought it was, I thought it was really good. And the, the girl that, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio calls a, uh, little ginger haired fucker from once upon a time in Hollywood is in it. So the, uh, <laughs> Patricia, Patricia Quenwinkle is the girl she played, but the girl with the glasses in this movie, Oh yeah, okay. Because she looked familiar to me. I'm just like, what else is she in? And I looked it up. So. Cool. Okay, so now we're moving oh, on to number nine. Man, yeah. Now we're in it. <laughs> yep. So Andy, no going what, back. <laughs> what is your number ninth film of 2021? Uh, I ended up. I've watched this like three times already this year, and uh, I just really, really dig it. Um, the the director previously did uh the girl on the third floor and this is the second feature they did 
and it's called Jacob's Wife. With mm-hmm. uh, yes, um, absolutely, just loved the well. The gore is is great, you know, and the fact that she's got a you know. She's trying to hide it from her husband, who's uh, a preacher, uh, Larry Fessenden. And, you know, both Barbara Crampton and Larry Fessenden. And then you've got Robert Rustler. So, I mean, like, you've this this movie's just got, you know, a good horror pedigree all, all around. And um, you also have a uh, female vampire. Uh, I, I think that's the way they're portraying it. Or it might have been androgynous. I, I, I'm not. I'm not for sure, but it's the, I can't remember the actress's name, but she's Bonnie the one who played, yeah, the one who the played master. the nun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh, I thought it was um, Ellen DeGeneres. Hey, come <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, But yeah, uh, it's, she kind of has a very, it's, it's very different for a vampire look. You know, she kind of almost looks like a jackrabbit with her, with her fangs a little bit, but, um, all in all, I mean, it, it's it's funny, it's it's gory, and just to see them bicker and argue and, and smoke pot, and, you know, there's a lot of, uh, it's almost Evil Dead 2-esque with, like, the blood spraying and everything. It's almost almost to the point where it's a little ridiculous, but it's but it still looks really cool. Very Looney Tunes. Um, yeah. Um, you know, CM Punk, uh, the wrestler slash not very good ufc fighter retired Um, mma fighter (laughs) yeah um he he had a cameo in this and i didn't even recognize him you know until he had like his his sunglasses off but he was also in the first film that this director did as well but uh very very fun movie and i really i really enjoyed this jacob's wife my number nine interesting tad what about you what's your number nine my number nine is pretty predictable. Um, I'm on the same page as Andy as far as I feel like I have to include this somewhere on my list, and I felt bad putting it at 10. So Halloween Kills is my number <laughs> nine. Um, the yeah. theater experience, sitting with other people, watching Michael Myers murder people, seeing Lindsay Wallace back on the big screen and Dr. Loomis and a flashback to 78. Um, it was fan service at its best, uh, and I'm a fan. So... Um, you know, I, I rewatched it at home on Peacock, and I think that knocked it down about eight <laughs> spots. But uh, no. but I still I still Ow. really no I still really enjoy it. But I I mean, there's something to be said about that theatrical experience, you know. Sure. And uh, yeah. watching it in October with other horror fans and having their reactions to the kills and stuff is just you know it's it's, it's like watching um a you know a, a football game in person compared to on TV or something, or, you know, or watching it by yourself. It's just, it's a different experience and I still love it. It's still Michael Myers. You know, if, if we were recording this in 2008, I'd probably put Halloween resurrection on here or whenever that movie came out. Yeah. So, you know, it's, would. I would because it's Michael Myers <laughs> and, um, you know, the, e, e, as long as it has Michael Myers in it, it's probably going to make my top 10. So Halloween kills at number nine. God bless you, man. You're loyal. <laughs> well wait the year so if it has michael myers in it it makes your list what if we were doing the show back when halloween 3 came out <laughs> he's still in it this is true he's on the I was, tv i wasn't alive it. mike <laughs> quickly if moving on to <laughs> jason's number nine if we were doing it in 99 it'd be the spy who shagged me <laughs> oh my goodness he's not wrong <laughs> 
<laughs> my number nine film um i just watched the other day and i really really liked it I, I maybe i should move it up no okay i'm gonna leave it here um uh where do i start written um uh, antlers i'll just say the name of fuck it. yeah antlers man god damn that was good Carrie Russell in a horror movie. That Jesse Plemons dude is like becoming one of my favorite dudes. Fuck yes. That funny awesome. And, I mean, he knocks out like he can do funny. He can do he serious. Can. He's great. Yeah. He really We is. don't need Matt Damon anymore. We have a better hey. version. That's... We will always need Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah. And it uh, wasn't uh, Guillermo del Toro produce it or something yep. like that too. So, oh man, just such a great vibe. Just the uh, great story. What the fuck's going on? Um, Not a happy um, second in the movie, I would say. No. Which is, I sort of dig. Is like, we need just the mean movies at times, you know? And it is a mean movie. I thought that little boy was great. A great Fuck little yeah. actor. He was awesome. You know, really small cast, really. And... um. When the the effects were simple, but I mean until the end, but like so well, effective. They, they did that old trick, and, and not a spoiler, but they did the old trick that I think needs to be utilized more. Where it's like less is more, so hide it in the dark. Yep. And let our imagination build this thing up and sh- and show it briefly, but don't overdo it. Like you know, I mean Spielberg sort of did that. You know, started that with Jaws, where it was like, you know, just wait till the end to show it, and it's more effective. I think that works great in this. Yeah, really, really fantastic movie. Antlers. Loved it. My number nine. It's up to you, Dustin. Number nine. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Well, I won't talk about this for very long because you guys have probably already talked about it to death and your listeners probably don't want to hear it because it's been out like uh, for the entire year. Um <laughs> But my number nine is Psycho Goreman. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I just had a blast with this movie. I thought it was fun as hell. Uh, it got knocked down several pegs while I was watching it. And I think the it's the concern about it is I think everybody else's concern uh, was the, the kid actors in it were a kind of – they just – I don't say want to say they were bad. I just don't think they were maybe up to par for that type of movie. And they just, their delivery was kind of off and the way they said things was kind of off. But other than that, that I thought it was hilarious. It was gory. It was fun. Uh, I love the over the top set pieces. A lot of it reminded me of like old school Power Rangers stuff, like with the Mm -hmm. way everybody's dressed. Um, Everything's so fleshed out uh, in it as well. Like just the lore and uh, what's happening. And just the de- the demeanor of PG uh, through the entire film is excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's. I think those kids probably got beat up a little bit too bad by the internet, but you're gonna have that because there's stupid people yeah. on the internet. Um, yes, there is. Just, I don't think they'll turn into Jake Lloyd, though. You know. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean that I I had tons of fun with it. I thought it was uh, a a, a great movie to start the year on. Cause I think what did it come out in January? Like first thing, um, it was pretty early. I don't, it was pretty early. Yeah. So I, uh, probably the first horror movie I watched of the year and was 
pretty convinced at that time that yes, this was going to be on my my top ten. So Psycho Gorman, y'all. I'm with you. I love Psycho Gorman. Amen. I'll be definitely discussing that in later time, but <laughs> um, but I'm just kind of shocked as the guy who introduced me to Dude Bro Massacre Three, and you have it so low on your yeah, list. Yeah, I sort of expected this to be higher up on on Dustin's list. Well, there's. A long night ahead of us, guys. Hey, <laughs> all right. I mean, I'm saying this if you sounds like you a got, threat. If you got, <laughs> no. if you got <laughs> shit on your list that's crazier and more messed up than Psycho oh, Gorman, yeah, I can't. It's wait. not. It, you're, it's not. <laughs> oh, okay, it's not. damn. <laughs> okay, so my number nine, um, Andy and I are on the same wavelength apparently this year. Uh, Jacob's wife was also my number nine. Uh, you know, you got Barbara Crampton and Larry Hess, uh, Heffernan, Howard Hessman, and Hugh Hefner. You know, the the gore was great. You know, so great cast, great effects. You know, I love the the vampire at the end too. Yeah, and I I I've really been digging this small little wave of. Um, middle-aged people starring in horror movies instead of it always yeah. being like the young yeah. people. And I, I like how we, you know, this movie is just is focused on this middle-aged couple. So that is awesome. Yeah, I'm glad we started that trend in 2009 with Collapse. That was good. That was good. <laughs> oh, yeah, we probably did start that. Yeah, probably. Can, like Barbara can Crampton. Guys... Go ahead, oh, Dustin. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I'm, can you guys change my mind about this movie? Oh, oh. Um, did not I just, like it. I tried. I trust me. Like I love either. Barbara Crampton, and I like that other guy. I love. Um, we were here. I think, or uh, we're still here. Yeah, we're still we're here. Still here. That, that they start together in that was one of my tops of that year. It was on my top ten, and so I was kind of psyched to see this one. But like, I just, I don't know. I just couldn't get into it. And maybe it was the way the vampires looked. They did have like that, you know, like Andy said, those buck teeth. And, yeah. yeah and, and they're definitely borrowed a lot from that. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. I felt like every time it was uh, picking up speed, uh, it, it took like a step back in the, in the, in the next scene okay. to the point where it just, I felt like it never reached like full momentum. And that's just me. But I don't know. I, I, maybe you guys can help me get over that hump. Well, I was going to ask, but I but I think you explained yourself rather well on on your issues with the film. But I didn't know if maybe their relationship and in Larry in particular, if if those characterizations bothered you um, through the movie. Because at first, I'm kind of like, why am I watching this couple? This is sad and depressing, and he's an asshole. Yeah. But but at the same time, I liked it because I I feel like I see so few great character arcs happening in movies anymore where it's, I mean, the movie's her, right? But I feel like he's got the better arc going on. You know, he goes from like, so being disconnected to his wife to basically doing everything he can to help his wife, you know, and to the point of helping her, you know, find food and whatnot. So I, I agree. I do appreciate that arc though. Yeah. He kind of, because you, they're they're destined for a divorce, a breakup, or whatever, but they do end up coming together and kind of like rekindling their relationship. That's something I did appreciate, though. That's the one thing that I like too, because I mean, she was this quiet little church mouse, and like one of the worst things happened that happened to her 
was kind of actually good because it liberated her in a, in a sense as well. So that's what I enjoyed about it. Yeah. Yeah. Some definitely some, some cool themes with that that's going on, but I think I understand where you're coming from Dustin, because I think if, if we've learned anything about me over the past few years is that, uh, you know, if you, if your movie starts to drag at all, I'm out and I can see there's like moments in this movie where, yeah, it picks up momentum and then slows to a call again. But I feel like I'm at such a high by those, those peaks mm-hmm. that, uh, it gets me through the lulls until the next peak happens. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess that's, that makes sense. That's why it's so um, high on mine for this year. <clears throat> okay. We're already at number eight. Woo-hoo! This is great. Eight is great. You're a poet and didn't know it. Andy, what is your number eight? <laughs> okay. Uh, some might like this seems to be like a reoccurring theme here. Well, some might con- might not consider this a horror movie it, and it barely might be, but I enjoyed it so much just by, just by what it was, what it was saying and, and doing. Um, and my number eight is fried berry, actually. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and the reason why I enjoyed this film, because, you know, granted, there's a lot uh, of bizarre stuff going on. There's like babies being born in a matter of like, you know, five minutes. And it's just, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they, this, this alien comes down in this South African town, like in a, in a very nasty part of town. And in order to study humankind, it picks actually the worst vessel in the world <laughs> that it can in this guy named Barry, because Barry's an asshole, right? And the thing is, uh, when this alien is basically, from what I can gather, is studying humanity, it actually becomes a better human being than what Barry could ever dream of being in his (laughs) lifetime, you know, and it's, and it's, and it's, and it's so good. I mean, he's, he's rescuing children from awful people. I mean, apparently, um, ecstasy gets his mouth dry, just like any other person, you know, (laughs) even when he's in the alien and he's, he's doing all this crazy shit, but, uh, it's, I mean, it does have horrific moments in it and whatnot. And, um, hit Barry as a full grown baby man child <laughs> is, 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 a, is a little weird, Freaking but, awesome. um, uh, it's just, it's, it's a hell of a lot of fun, I think. And, um, it's just, it's, it's, I think it's a breath of fresh air and it's, and it's just, it had to make my list because I I had such I just had such a good time watching, you know, Barry transform, you know, from this because, like, at the beginning of the movie, he's just this, like I said, he's he's a real turd, and this alien, you know, basically turns him into a better person, unbeknownst to the alien, you know. But yeah, my number eight, Fried Berry, a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun, and you would think this movie is right up my alley. The guy play, plays Barry. Uh, he, he just hysterical. He did such a good job. He just some of the looks he's giving when he's possessed <laughs> by the alien and whatnot. It's so great. But controversy: this movie did not make my top ten wow. at all. 
Wow. I would uh, recommend Andy if you want to watch this again, um, watch it with Joe Bob's commentary. It's really oh, yeah. some interesting insight to it. Okay. Okay. Oh, I need to. Check I will that do that. Out. My problem, my my problem with the movie that made it off-putting for me, that this could be a movie that I could watch on a on an annual rotation if it wasn't for the score. I just thought the movie, the score of the movie was just too loud and obnoxious through the whole fucking thing. And it is just off-putting for me. I know it's all, you know, they they did the score that way completely intentional, but man, this is just one of those instances that, you know, like something as simple as the as the score of the movie can can uh ruin it for a person. So that's why it's not on my list. But everything that happens in the movie is freaking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Tad, what's your number eight? My number eight, and I, man, I struggle with this because I'm like the guy who's like, you know, we need less sequels, we need less um, reboots, we need more original, and I, I, as much as I want to be the hipster that puts a bunch of indie shit on my list, I feel like I'm following Halloween Kills with another huge blockbuster from this year, but Candyman is my number eight. Um, yeah. I feel like this movie sort of, I actually saw some friends who are not horror people or really movie people watch it. And they said it was like the worst movie they saw this year, which I'm like out of all three movies, they probably watched this spider, (laughs) this, this Spider-Man and whatever, uh, fucking black widow, whatever. But, um, (laughs) I really, really enjoyed this. I thought it was a fantastic, um, spoiler, fantastic sequel to the original Candyman. Mm -hmm. Um, we were sort of teased that it could be, a reboot or a sequel. It was, it was a sequel. I thought connecting it to the original was really great. I thought, um, the score, the acting, I just loved everything about it. I'm, I'm so happy we have Candyman back on the big screen. So, yeah. That's so good. One. That's another one I missed. I met, I, I'm not a big Jordan Peele fan. That's, that's firmly established, but I would not say that it's the worst movie I've seen this year. Well, he didn't it make has, it. So you're yeah, okay. Was, well, he wrote Costa, it. Costa, right? Or yeah, Nia Nia Costa. Nika Nia Costa. Yeah, but I I mean I enjoyed it. I did so good. I'm not I'm I'm not I'm not dragging his name through the dirt all the time. So <laughs> that's good to know. So Jason, <laughs> it's to you now. All right, my number, what are you, eight. eight. Okay, so I think this is one that no one else got to see, but it is Sun, S-O-N, Sun, starring Andy Matichek and Emil Hirsch. Oh, I love both loves. of them. I so. know. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Emil Hirsch and who? Andy Matichek. From the uh, new Halloween films. Yep, the younger daughter. Strode. The Strode. Yeah, she's the lead in this. And it's a pretty awesome movie. She's a She plays a mom, and she's, uh, let's see, what does it say here? When a young boy contracts a mysterious illness, his mother must decide how far she will go to protect him from terrifying forces in her past. And in her past, the movie starts... So it's, and it's not a big spoiler, but she escapes a cult. Oh. And so then it's like seven years later, we see her, and she's pregnant when she's escaping this cult. That's how the movie starts. And then, uh, yeah, seven, eight years later or something like that, then it starts with this with her and her son, and 
and he starts getting sick and yeah, it's one of them kind of culty religious, another religious type, maybe <laughs> type of horror movies. I at least saw the trailer for it. it yeah. It looked pretty interesting. It looked kind of fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucked up. And you know, especially when there's kids that are getting gross and bloody and there, and there's some, um, uh, the way it ends, I mean, I won't tell you, but like, it's just, it's so, it makes me so happy because it's <laughs> like, uh, it's like an A24 movie in a way that like, um, you're just like, oh my God, this is really, is this happening? Am I seeing what am I, is this what I'm seeing? Is this really, is this, is this the movie? Is this really, and it's over. You're like, oh my God, what was that? It's so awesome. I don't know. So I, it's uh, pretty cool. It's called Sun. I wish you guys could have seen it, but check it out. Mm. Let me know what yeah. you think. Wasn't it on um, Shutter? Maybe looking. Yeah, I think okay. it was. I think it was. Oh, perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Dustin, what is your number eight? Uh, I don't know who all saw this. I didn't take a look, but um, I didn't think I was going to enjoy this. Didn't want to watch it. <laughs> To hit play anyway, I'm not sure why. I think it's just like, all right, let's just get fucking through this so I can put this on my worst list that Uh no one will see. And it ended up making my number eight. And that was Till Death. Oh, yeah. I cannot really stand uh, um, Megan Fox. Megan Fox. Uh, This movie is fun, man. Uh, was it ever? Holy cow! Um, I uh, lots of un- unexpected twists and turns. Um, you know, I wasn't really digging like the first ten minutes of the movie, and I was getting really close. I'm like, man, I should not. I regret pushing play. And then it just it, it then it happens. It happens. And if you've seen it, you know what happens. You know, yep. I'm just going to spoil it. Uh, so anyway, she's been cheating on her husband. It's anniversary time. Uh, she's just broke it off with the person she's been cheating with, um, because that maybe because it is anniversary. Maybe she's trying to make things work. I we really don't know. Uh, but he's they go out to eat. Uh, the her and the husband and and they husband's very well her. off. Yeah, very well, super rich. Like spoils uh, her lawyer lawyer type guy, um, top of the food chain type guy. And he takes them out to the cabin, blindfolds her. This is a surprise. He's got rose petals on the floor. Uh, They seem to be, like, rekindling their relationship. Things look like maybe they'll be getting better. She wakes up the next morning, and she sees that she's handcuffed to him. And he's like, wake up, or it's time to wake up, and he blows his head off. And so now she's handcuffed to her dead husband, out in the middle of nowhere, it's completely frozen outside, and she's got to basically get out of there. And he's thought of everything. He's taken away all the sharp objects. He's uh, siphoned the gas out of the vehicle. Um, there is a lot more deeper in this story with um, you know the adultery, and uh, she has also been like uh she had been mugged previously years ago and it, it it's obviously been some kind of um you know you know mental uh, uh disability for her uh because she's constantly um not reminiscing but just having flashbacks to it 
this guy could possibly be getting out. Um, it, it, it all leads up and comes together so well that it's so much fun. It's a horrible situation. Um, <laughs> but I, 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 there's there's almost nothing here other than that it just being so cold and her being barefoot that uh, doesn't seem um unplausible like or like it all it's all believable um mm-hmm. it, everything that happens to her it was a, a lot of fun uh megan fox did great uh i didn't think i was gonna like it uh just because i had watched this movie called night teeth right before it which she was just god awful in for about <laughs> 10 minutes i'm like oh <laughs> shit so when i hit until death i'm like i don't even want to play this but she did a great job she was dialed in um everybody was a great actor in this movie i don't know if what you guys thought of if you if you if you had seen it, but uh, I I didn't think this was going to be on my top ten. That's yeah. awesome. Very cool. I have not seen it. It's on Netflix, yeah, right? I have not. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see Night Teeth though. So. <laughs> <laughs> and is Dustin correct about Megan Fox and that one? Uh, if you can remember that for- part. Yeah, it, it was it was very very brief, but her and the other girl, I think, uh, Sydney Sweeney. I mean, they were very easy on the eyes. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, let's leave it at that. <laughs> All right. My number eight, man. I'm just <laughs> yes, man. Sometimes I'm just so predictable, you know. Yeah, like, we know. Horror and comedy, horror and comedy. So my number eight is Slacks. Knew it. I'm oh, surprised wow. it's not higher. Oh, being honest. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I think like the time of year when you watch these two um, kind of skews your view on it. Because yes, if this was fresher in my brain, maybe oh, yeah. it would be higher on the list. Um, I have yet to go back to it, so I was taking that into account. But, but it is a lot of fun. I mean, there's some. There is some. Uh, there's a few of the like retail story logics that bothered me at the time not enough to ruin the movie but maybe make it a little less on my list maybe but you know killer pants what can you say some killer pair of jeans fun awesome oh fun oh i feel like this movie broke a lot of autonomous killer object movie rules like (laughs) i i feel like you if you if you have a movie where you've got an object be it a fucking desk, uh, a sofa, whatever. Um, and it's it, it's the thing that's killing people. It should be illegal for them to have an off-screen death of that thing killing someone, right? Uh, this is true. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, we know it's pants killing people. <laughs> we see the pants dance yes, in the movie. Yes. Like, that's amazing. That's good moves. It does. So if I'm watching a movie about killer pants, I want to see the killer pants kill somebody. Not off screen. Like, is that too hard? Like, <laughs> like you, the movie is about killer pants. We know it's absurdity, right? Right. So just show us. Just show it. You I'm don't sorry, need to I got really mad. Dis- disbelief there, but, but I'll say, <laughs> I will say this. There is something pretty goddamn gratifying about a irritating just bottom feeder fucking Instagram influencer getting their neck broke. <laughs> I love that true. shit. Yeah. That is that that's awesome. Absolutely. 
Very cool. Yeah. yeah. You can watch that on Shutter. Use AOTKP. S L A X X for those that are looking it up. <laughs> so we're at number seven already, guys. Number seven. Woo! Seven. So it's back to Andy. Okay. Um I this one really, really surprised me and I I just dug the hell out of it and it's and I am kind of a sucker for uh time oriented not not time like not time lock but uh um certain moment moments in time and my number seven pick is sensor oh right on yeah <laughs> and uh it's just about this girl who uh is she works for the well the sensor board in uh britain and this is around 1985 so she's basically one of the people that are establishing the video nasties at the time. And she stumbles across this film that is eerily, eerily similar to, uh, the basically how her sister disappeared. And, uh, basically she keeps investigating this film and goes like, you know, does her own investigation thinking that she's trying to find her sister. And I don't, I think I want to try and spoil. If I tell you this, I feel like it will spoil it, but not completely. It's almost what it reminded me of is like it's a almost a very, very much more tamer version of high tension. And basically our lead character thinks she knows what she's doing, but she's really, really not. And um, there's not a heck of a lot of gore, but it's just a very, very cool story. And uh, did did anybody else see this? I got to oh, see yeah. it. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Um, it didn't make my top ten, but it made my top twenty one and twenty one. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I I agree with everything that you said there. Um, the only thing that I really, if I had any issue with it at all, it was just I I found it hard to believe that uh, you know somebody on a center board um, would be responsible for people who might be watching this material. Uh, the public watching it and then killing somebody and then blaming their actions on these movies. I, I found it kind of silly that when she walks out of like her, her bit, the, the, you know, the corporation she works for and like the news is out there and they're like sticking microphones in her face. Like, I don't think I, I don't, I don't know. If, I mean, I, I don't know if that ever happened in the eighties or not, you know, like did they really, you know, bust down the doors of like sensors and like talk to people directly. Like she was like a household name. It seemed like, but right. you know, for the sake of the movie, you know, they probably needed that, but I thought that was kind of silly. But other than that, I thought it was really cool. It's a really good movie. I don't know if yeah. the I don't know if it ever happened where the public went after the censor board people, but people definitely back then um, were quick to blame the movies. There oh, exactly. Was that, yeah. There was oh, that wow. whole, oh, yeah. a whole controversy with Child's Play three and the and the guy um, that killed some kids or whatever, and they were blaming it on Child's Play three over oh, there. Yeah. Hmm. I saw this movie too. Love the premise, just wasn't a fan of the execution. So thought it was a, way too much of a slow burn for me. And of course, I felt like, yeah, of course. <laughs> and I felt like the message was kind of skewed on it. It kind of felt like at the end of the movie, it's like, well, they were right. Movies do make you do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, Let's see, Tad, what's your number seven? 
This one is also a recent watch, and it really, um, I thought it was fantastic. Obviously, it's number seven, and it is The Boy Behind the Door. I believe this one is on Shudder. It's a very simple premise um, set in a real world. No supernatural, no dancing pants, no um, <laughs> none of that stuff, which I sort of just appreciate. Um, it's has anyone, Did anybody else catch this one? I, yes. I caught this one. I yeah. did not. Um, basic premise, these two boys are playing out in a field. Um, one goes to get a ball. He doesn't come back, so his friend goes looking for him. He wakes up in the trunk of a car. His friend's locked in the basement of this house. They've both been kidnapped, and uh, they try to fight their way out of this house. Um, it's really like the most simple premise, I, I think, out of everything on my list this year, which I think is why I really liked it. Um, you know, everything was everything else looking at my list was either, like I said, religious or, um, you know, vampires or monsters. And this is just straight up like terror that can happen and does happen. Um, looks like a really small cast, too. Yeah, oh, there's yeah, only like simple. three two kids, yeah, two kids and, and, and a kidnapper. Pops. Yeah, yep. it was really good. And, uh, it the kids' performances were fantastic too. They mm-hmm. had me like, and, and I hate kids, so um, <laughs> to to he make does. me feel for them and like sympathize with them takes a lot. You know, I'm like, Likewise. I'm not, I'm not Erica watching this as like porn or something, but uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to watch these kids get tortured. But I, I'm not a fan of kids, but these act, these kid actors were awesome. So I really liked it too. It didn't make my top ten. Um, I thought it was a good movie. I was a little filled with anxiety at first that this was going to being a, being a parent that actually likes his kids, um, (laughs) was, was, you know, I, I'm one of those guys that, that, you know, stuff to kids can affect me in a negative way. Um, you know, make me very sad and whatnot, but, uh, I th- I feel like and I and I feel like there's a place and a time for those movies as well. There, um, I can't think of movies off the top of my head, but I know that I've liked that uh, has like sent me into you know a total uneasiness of seeing what's happening to these children. But I feel like this uh, movie does a great job of very skating that line of not um of of just it's it's just, it feels way more of i mean it's definitely a dark premise and definitely some bad stuff happening to these kids and whatnot but at the same time it doesn't feel too dark and grim um it feels more like you know uh not really an adventure film but uh but just just a good you know um uh you know, just trying to escape this situation film without it going, you know, they just, it feels like it just more of like, they happen to be kids instead of like just really focusing on damaging children. If that, well, I think sense. it helps that. And then again, I don't want to spoil too much, but I think it helps that the kids have a fighting chance and yeah. And they, f- we, we see it from his perspective, not the, we, we don't even see who's, who's responsible for this until like the third act. Um, and that, and by then it doesn't matter. Like, that's not even what we're wondering. We're just following along. Like these kids wake up, they don't know how they got there. They don't know what's going on. So that's what I think that I like that perspective of it, that we're, there's no deep backstory about this, this haunted, terrible person who would kidnap kids, all this, you know, they don't yeah. waste time on that. We're, we're, we're throwing into it with the kids, which is really interesting. Yeah. The kids fight back, you know, they, it's not a total loss of innocence type of movie where, 
these kids, yeah, the, the, especially the main one, um, does everything he can to survive and free his friend instead of just succumb to the horror. So, yeah, it was it was definitely it was definitely a cool watch. I definitely like that one as well. Didn't make my list, but it was definitely really cool. Jason, seven. What's number seven? My number seven is Candyman. So that makes two times we've said it. We can't. I hope not everyone's not on everyone's list. Oh boy, so we don't. We know it won't be on times. Andy. So, oh, that's true. So we're safe. Okay, so. Right. Some things we did. <laughs> Jordan Peele looked at it, so we can't <laughs> like it. Um, uh, things we didn't say. I, I really, really, really love the animation, the puppetry of the flashbacks. Uh, that was such a really cool part of this movie, the way they told that story. And the score was freaking awesome. Just, um, I loved it a whole lot. And I'm glad I wasn't I alone. I dug the makeup that they did on uh, the the lead. Just it, it would just it just made made my kind of made my skin crawl, man. I just like I thought that like progressed. Was, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just I was just like, oh shit! Ugh. It just made me feel really uncomfortable. I mean, they did some really good stuff in this movie. I'm you know, I have nice things to say about it, but it just it's not. It didn't make my top ten. I definitely. I think back to like one of those first kills in the art gallery. Just the cinematography of the Ooh, way they yeah. used shadows and. And stuff to big sweeping shots. Oh man, there's some there's some cool stuff about it. So Candyman is my number seven. Yeah, excellent, Dustin. What is your number seven? Well, I feel like I need to explain myself before I tell you all what it is. <laughs> I love it because this. I like how this is the backstory for each one. I know. So I'm sorry. No, no, I love it. It's awesome. <laughs> um. So. I watched this movie uh, before it reached every crack and crevice in the goddamn nation, before every Karen and Chad saw it and oh. had a fucking opinion on it. Um, and I and I st- and this is just the world we live in now uh, during this pandemic, where things are m- theater m- movies that you could see that you are supposed to see in the theater are just available at home. Yeah. Uh, available at home on a streaming service that you're already paying for. So it's easy, so easy to hit play on these. But my number seven, I had a blast with this fucking movie. I can't believe they even did this, but it is Malignant. Yes. And I yeah. thought, nice. I, when I was watching this, it was blowing my mind that, one, this is a James Wan movie. Fuck yeah. And, and two, like, this is a Hollywood movie, and it's like, <laughs> am I watching Basket Case? Like, yes. I was uh-huh. so Spoilers. blown away by this. Oh, sorry, everybody. <laughs> that's, that's uh, but <laughs> for those of you who haven't seen it, well, if you it haven't matter. watched it by now, come on. Uh, everybody's fucking seen this movie. Everybody yeah. had a goddamn opinion about yes, this movie, did. and almost every one of them, I think, is wrong. Yes, um, I'm usually not like that. I'm not. I'm not the type of person to tell you your opinion is wrong, but you are wrong about Malignant <laughs> because this that's is so such good. a genre. Genre film oh, yeah. that it, it was exposed to people that were never supposed to see it, <laughs> and uh, they happened to see it, and then they brought their opinion without it's it's like uh, like what Tad said, uh, you know, one of his his, his friends that saw th- maybe three movies that year also <laughs> saw Malignant and had oh, yeah. well I've got an opinion about Malignant well like you no know, you don't because you you've never seen anything before it and you're never gonna watch anything after it. Like, this movie kicked ass. I don't care what anybody says. Your opinion's wrong. Malignant number seven. 
I think it was probably like the most fun. I mean, we watched it at home. I mean, me and Nikki watched it and like, I can't remember a time where she like, you know, like literally never picked up her <laughs> phone, like was, was laughing at the screen, was like reacting to it at like, we do that in the theater sometimes, but watching something right. at home, you know, you're usually subdued and not this one, man, this was a, a roller coaster of a movie. So much fun. It, yes. It, it, and, and, and unpredictable at times as well. Um, oh, even yeah. if you're not, even if you're not <laughs> satisfied with the end result, uh, God damn, it was a blast. So the, good. The underground uh, sets to uh, Seattle oh, were great. Yeah. Just, oh, yeah. Just, yeah, that was that was awesome. It felt like James Wan was like, I made an Aquaman, so now give me a million dollars so I can make a, an A-list trauma movie or something. Exactly. Like, <laughs> and as far yeah. as I'm concerned, just keep shoveling that money towards him. I mean, this yes. probably made bank on streaming. So, I mean, just keep shoveling it to him. I'm going to eat it up regardless. I mean, if he could make some, like, make a part two and, like, take it up and not, you know, Basket Case 2, Basket Case 3. Have you ever seen those fucking movies? Hell yeah. Like, <laughs> do that with Malignant. That would please. be awesome. A whole movie of, like, weirdo freaks. Yes. Malignant Case. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I want the I want the James Wan um, malignant uh, universe. The yeah, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that would be kick ass, right? <laughs> that would be kick ass. I too loved this movie. Uh, I'll touch more on that later, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh huh. But my number seven—it's been mentioned a couple times now, so I don't know if I have too much more to add to it. But my number seven is Halloween Kills. Because, of course, I'm a franchiseman. I love the, the horror franchise. <laughs> I, I love the different <laughs> horror franchises, especially from my youth and whatnot. So it's always good to see, yes, Michael Myers come back. And I'm a sucker for the fan service, too. I dig on that stuff big time, which I'll probably yeah. talk about more with some other of my picks on my top ten. But mm -hmm. uh, definitely Halloween Kills is number seven. I think the only downfall for me, and maybe what drops it a bit, is the more I sat on it, the more I think like the stuff at the hospital just got was just too drawn out for me. I Evil figured. dies tonight. And the, oh, and that repetitiveness was nonsense. That was. Has anyone was seen so the nice. the new cut with a different ending yet? No, no. I have not. Mm -mm. Um, now that we're we're done recording this, I'm definitely gonna. It's like right there on my list for next. <laughs> so, huh? But I haven't. Where where do you it's, find that? Cut? It's streaming now on not on Peacock. They took the they took it off Peacock now, but you can pay to rent it on like iTunes or uh, Prime. Um, yeah, and it has yeah, and a new. It's an extended version with a new ending. The original ending they shot before it got delayed for a year. Okay. Hmm. Okay, we are to number six. Last round. Last tonight. round for this episode. So, Andy, number six. Number six. Um, okay, like I said before, I am a sucker for uh, movies set in the past, and I had so much fun with these with this trilogy of movies that came out, which is a big hint as to what I might be re referring to. Um. The basically it's it's centered around a group of teenagers during certain mm -hmm. different time periods, and I love the fact that they didn't, even though it's set um, uh, it's based on teenage books, but the 
the way that they portrayed the teenagers, they 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 let them cuss. I mean, they made the teenagers believable. I mean, they're not going to go, oh, cheese and crackers, you know, none of that bullshit. Um, anyway, to the movie. Sorry, uh, Fear Street, nineteen seventy eight, is the movie that I enjoy, and it takes place at a summer camp. You've got uh, one of the main actresses is I think she played Mac or plays Max in uh, Stranger Things. And it basically deals with a cursed killer um, at this camp. And I'm having a hard time remembering it. Uh, Help me out again, guys. I know that I liked it, but I'm having a hard time right now uh, describing it. Of the camp? Of uh, just like the, the curse of of what's making the the teenage boy lose his shit uh and become one of the one of the killers you have that cricket sound maybe we all have forgotten yeah (laughs) okay well fine i'll just read the uh uh shady side 1978 um school's out for the summer and the activities at camp nightwing are about to begin, but when another shady cider is possessed by the urge to kill, the fun in the sun becomes a gruesome fight for survival. Yes, uh, there's the two rivaling towns. Sarah Fear, the witch, Sarah Fear. Yes, yes, and Sarah Fear is the the curse is still in effect, and basically these these kids have to stop this the killer, which uh, Tommy Slater, I believe, is his name. Hmm. Yeah, um, this was my favorite uh, out of the the three in the series. Did did all you guys watch this? I know. Did yep. uh, oh yeah? I think we it's one of the did. few that everybody watched. Everybody watched. Okay, yeah, yeah. all three of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the twists and turns in the series are just are are great. And you know what can I say? I'm I'm a nerd for you know camp killing. You know, uh, you. <laughs> Sleepaway Soft Camp, freaking uh, Friday the Thirteenth, all you know, Madman, exactly. You know, you 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 put it in that setting, and which is weird because I fucking hate camping. But um, <laughs> well, that's well, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. I, I can watch it from the safety of my own home where there's no fucking insects, and you know, it's not cold out. Um, but anyway. Uh, uh, hopefully this shows up on your guys's list too. But uh, Fear Street Part Two, actually, uh, nineteen seventy-eight, and the music is good too. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's all of them. Tad, what's your number six? My number six is one that really surprised me too. It's on Shutter, so use that promo code AOCKP to check it out. <laughs> it is Love VHS ninety-four. Oh, nice. Yeah. This one was awesome. I loved all the segments. Um, I just that is a return to form. It's a franchise that I, I love the first two entries of, and to see it come back and and uh, all the people involved is just. I thought it it, it was really fantastic. Um, and I love anthologies, and when you do them right, they can just uh, trip my trigger. I love this one. Yeah, they have replay value when they do them right for sure. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed this one too. It didn't make my top 10 though. I'm always been a big wow. fan of the franchise. I just had some issues with the wraparound. Mostly like the um just some of the dialogue. I just thought was really really hokey and it kind of What I like about watching the VHS movies is that 
I really feel like I could put myself in the mindset as I'm watching some real weird VHS stuff. Like this, these were like, these are all real. And it's the way, the way the process is done to make them look like ratty ass VHS tapes. Um, uh, really, really works for me and it can put me in that mood. And, and the wraparound in particular really took me out of that mindset easily. I agree. Yeah. I thought the one about the, like the Asian one with the doctor, yeah. that was the one that took me out. Cause that oh. did not feel like it was, uh, at all. That technology was not available in the nineties, not the technology yeah. they're using, but the, like the way it was filmed, it looked like it was in high definition and from <clears throat> like security cameras and shit. <laughs> it, it does. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, it should not look this nice for being, 94 so uh it, that was distracting i thought the story yeah. was cool and i thought yeah. it was interesting you know, it was a hardcore henry sort of um point of view perspective i love that they did that it just it took takes me out because um like you said they they did so well on the others to make them feel genuine that this one mm. sort of did yeah. it, it didn't feel genuine yeah exactly so that's kind of where where it lost points for me but at the same time i still like the movie for what it is Mm-hmm. separating it from the fact that it does not feel like a a you know a v8 that same the vhs name of feel. the movie like that you're saying because as long as you don't as long as you take out the thing that's the name of the movie then it's good yeah but you know right. what it was the other segments were so strong <laughs> and were. it's still fun that i can overlook it yeah and that's the thing it, it is still a lot of fun for for what the movie is for sure um yeah, and I I liked that last segment. With yeah, what's the, what's everybody's favorite segment? Oh, I don't favorite. I don't know. Mine's probably the first one. Rat Man. I loved it the in the Rat funeral Man, home. Cool. Oh yeah, that was oh, the, the, the funeral home was really <laughs> oh, good. Jesus, that was scary. That Simon dude's, Barrett, that dude's yeah. head that was freaking awesome. You know, this uh, storm storm drain is the uh, the one with the uh, the Rat first home? one. Yeah, yeah the, I really the rat people. Yeah, that one got. I mean, I, I liked them all. The, the last one was really cool too. Very much of the time right now, you know. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. All the segments are great, and you know, the last one for me really had that feel of like stuff like Tokyo Gore Police and what and whatnot. So I w- would dug it for that, but um, yeah, brutal. <laughs> yeah. Or Machine Gun Girl or whatever. Yes. Yes. Tetsuo yes. Iron Man. Tetsuo. Yes. yes. Nasty. Where are we at? Jason, right? Number six is Jason. That's me. My number six. Oh, first time we get to talk about it tonight. I'm excited. Uh, Last Night in Soho. Yeah. Damn it. I hadn't got a chance to see that. See, Mike, it's by this director, Edgar Wright. (laughs) I think you're... You might like his movies. You should check him out. He's a cool director. I wanted to see it. I feel bad. I'm sorry, but... And I'm well. The part that pisses me off the most is I, I could have gotten to the theater and saw it, but it didn't happen. So, oh, yep. Oh, I'll take it back. I'll go back to teasing you about it. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Well, we just talked about this a little bit a couple episodes ago, but yeah. Um, an aspiring fashion designer is mysteriously able to enter the 1960s, where she encounters a dazzling wannabe singer. However, the glamour is not all it appears to be, and the dreams of the past start to crack and splinter into something far darker. 
pretty dang fun, pretty interesting concept, and uh, give me all the Edgar Wright. Yes, sir. Cool. I saw his other movie he made this year. Oh, yeah? Spark Brothers. Spark, Spark Brothers. Brothers, yeah. Is it on your list? It's not a horror movie. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Dustin, what's your number six? Well, okay, so I watched this <laughs> when it had already uh, been on the ground and been kicked in the teeth and been uh, uh, their heads caved in and uh, just gotten the shit beat right out of it. So my expectations were not very high, as you could probably understand. You already when, did, Malignant. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. And when I watched this... It blew me away. I had so much fun. Again, just like Malignant. Um, it's Halloween Kills. I All thought right. this was awesome. I don't so, know. Mm-hmm. I saw so many reviews from people that, you know, not you guys, but like uh, on the internet that uh, watch horror movies and usually have pretty good takes on this or, or on just horror movies in general. And they just, when something is. When a certain topic or a certain uh, line or a certain scene uh, gets punched, it becomes the punching bag. And everybody comes and ha- has uh, you know their time with it. Everyone comes up to the punching bag and just beats the shit out of it. One person says, yeah. hey, they say uh, evil dies tonight a lot, which they do. But that kind of came the punching bag. So anytime you asked anybody what they thought about it, they're like, oh, evil dies tonight. And you guys have already done it. <laughs> so, I mean, it, once yep. it becomes the punching sure. bag, once something like that becomes the, the, the thing that you, you kick it on the ground for, everybody's like, my turn, my turn. So you just beat that dead horse. And, you know, when I uh, watched this, like I said, my expectations were extremely low. And I thought it was brutal. Uh, I thought oh, yeah. it was the first time that I really felt like all the stuff that uh, Dr. Loomis would say in the original um, about how Michael Myers was and, and uh, how he, you know, is not there. You know, all, all, all those great um, dialogue Six pieces. Yeah, all those great dialogue <laughs> pieces from Dr. Loomis. I really felt like in this one, he, he showed that. Like, he's, that's the Michael Myers, you know? We and saw what Loomis described on screen. Ex- exactly. Exactly. And I think a lot of people that have seen it that don't like it have trouble separating themselves from this oh, yeah. great series, this great line of movies that spewed off two tangents, and now it's on a third, and they can't separate what Michael has already done. Michael wouldn't do that. Michael wouldn't act this way. Mm-hmm. You don't. You don't know. This is new. This is a new tangent. This is a completely different direction. Of course he's not acting that way because this is not Michael Myers from The Curse of Michael Myers or or so on. And you just don't understand that he's not going to act the same way as he's did with other <laughs> in other movies. And it's uh, it's ups- it's upsetting um when I watch this cuz I watched a good movie and I had a lot of fun with it and yeah. I Hallelujah. Yeah, I can't. I can't. Um, I can't wait for Halloween ends. Um, the uh, I watched. I actually watched this with a good friend, and he had also 
been seeing the negative reviews and things. And after we got done watching it, we just kind of looked at each other and like, uh, you know, we, we, we understood its faults, but like, what's the deal? What's the issue? And I don't know if, if it is like, like I said, the punching bag moments where you're like, man, they just said that line over and over, which they did. But honestly, I didn't think it was uh, a, a point in the movie where I'm like, fuck, they're doing this again. God damn it. You know, like I just, <laughs> right. it's, it was, it was fine for me. It's an angry mob. Um, you know, expectations, I guess bringing yeah, your own to it. That's that, that's yeah. the biggest thing, yeah. you know? And I don't know how you guys feel. I mean, well, I guess everybody's kind of really talked about it already, but <laughs> I mean, it sounds like you guys enjoyed it. Oh, and I'm, yeah, and I, absolutely. And I'm, I'm glad that you did because it seemed like there was not yeah. like a, you know, there's like a, a divide, you know, it is like, like the horror fans of Halloween just like parted like the Red Sea and was like, I fucking hate this movie and I love this movie, except I feel like one wave is bigger than the other. Yeah. And I don't know. I just felt like uh, the minority on this and until now, until tonight, honestly, I don't, uh, because I, I didn't know how you guys felt about it. Oh, I know that Laurie Strode kicked her own mass in this movie more than Michael Myers did. <laughs> see, her, see her take that goddamn needle into her butt cheek jesus yeah <laughs> i mean just boom no hesitation that thing was like like a 20 gauge needle is gnarly yeah i freaking love it i'm i i said it after i said it on the show before after i watched it for the first time and i liked it better than the previous one to be honest awesome <gasps> i mean well how do you i mean what do you think about that though because I feel like Malignant is almost in that punching bag group too, where you find oh, that yeah. one thing where you don't like about it. Somebody is I very won't. vocal about it. It gets to the masses and, and that becomes the thing that becomes the thing. Narrative changes. And then, yeah, I, I hate it. You know, the haters to ha that just want to hate. Um, it becomes its own mob in a sense. <laughs> it's very true. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just want to know at what point were these dissatisfied, you know, fanboys that can't can't rekindle the one magic experience they had when they were a freaking teenager watching the first Halloween for the first time and trying to get that back. Well, guess what, guys? You're never going to get that feeling back. Yeah. You're never, it doesn't matter what the movie is and how they make it, you're never going to get that feeling back. Yeah. So just sit you're back not, and enjoy the fucking ride that they are giving you. Yeah, and the you're, movie, not putting the, you're not putting the toothpaste back in the tube. And the movie that just gave you those feels probably wasn't even that good in either. Where, you know, like it's it's so hard for people to just let a movie be what it is and not bring their own shit to it. Exactly. And, exactly. Man. And I knew I loved this as soon as uh, at the beginning of the movie, when they cut to that flashback scene. Oh, my God. I mean, God. just yeah, the way they awesome. shot that, it Jeez. looks yeah. so original. Like, uh -huh. like, like Tad said earlier, it's fan service. I mean, it's – or maybe uh, – uh, Jason, maybe you said that, fan service uh, with this movie. And it's there, mm -hmm. and it looks so cool. Like, how can you not <laughs> see this and be like, oh, fuck, there's – there's Loomis. Now, there's something to be said with the whole, uh, you know, CGI type looking character. Oh, hold or, on a second. Know, stand in. Hold on a second, sir. Uh oh. Um, no CGI used. <laughs> that was all practical makeup. Really? Yeah. Can yep. you believe that? Isn't that awesome? Does that kind of change your opinion on it a little? Well, uh, I had no. Is that a. That was a full on look alike? Mm -hmm. That was yeah. a crew member. It was a crew member the that they thought looked. Yeah. yeah. 
Sorry, go ahead, Jason. Uh, They thought he looked like Loomis, and they're like, let's put a little makeup on him and get him out there. Nope. (laughs) I got goosebumps when I saw him show up on screen. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? This is amazing. Right. I I was like, did they have unused footage? How did they do this? (laughs) I guess I just assumed. I'm sorry. Wow. No, don't be sorry. That's what makes it. So there's no reason to be disappointed then. (laughs) No. No. I'm so glad that I could could, uh, share that with you because I remember when I first discovered it, I'm pretty sure... Your mind is as blown as mine was the first time I realized. I'm going to go rewatch too. it. Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Holy like, cow! Like, I thought they hit that stuff spot on, and then to learn that it was practical, I'm like, holy crap! The only thing that didn't quite match, and it's not a big deal, no. but like, just the, the voice didn't sound quite right. You know, that so, was that was close. obvious but from the was, beginning. Yeah, yeah, it was close. It was. It's still amazing. I'm still watching was freaking Loomis, Loomis there. <laughs> you know. Oh yeah! I love how Michael looks when he busts out of that closet in the '70s. He's got the body type of yep. uh, who was it? Uh, Nick Castle that played the original? Is that I can't remember? Yep. 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 Yeah, yeah. Um, you know when he busts out of the closet, and he's just like he's just lunging at the cop. It just it just looks like a scene that was cut from the original, mm-hmm. and I don't know that's that fan service. And when you get that. In, when I see that, I get excited. I don't. I'm me not too. turned off by that. I mean, that's. I guess that's just me. But I, apparently, a lot of people are turned off about that. Yeah, people are. I don't know, getting burned out on it or whatever. But I don't care. I'll. I'll love that stuff till the end of time. I love fan service like that. You know, it's just like little treats for the real fans of that stuff. It feels like to me. You know. And well, it's I'm never, you guys like and it. I never feel like it's distracting to the story, especially in this movie. It feels like they work that stuff in to the story. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So. Yeah, yeah. Toxic fandom is a real problem. Yeah, it just, is. Yep. Just wish uh, they would just say, you- "I'm done watching movies and go find something else to do." <laughs> well, they then they wouldn't have anything to complain uh, about. No. So. Exactly. The internet would die. Yep. Sorry. Oh darn. <laughs> oh wait, that's how we do this yes. show. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's my job. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my number six. Um, yeah, I think I said it at the top of the show. There's definitely some movies on my list that uh, are really questionable if they fit in the genre. But damn it, monsters are in horror movies. Some of the earliest horror movies feature monsters, oh. and these are two giant ass monsters beating the shit out of each other. Yes. And I fucking loved it. My number six is Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, Hell yeah. monster party! It's yes, it counts. Since the beginning of this new Godzilla universe, this is the movie I wanted to see. Uh-huh. It was just freaking great. I I've loved it. I I'm upset with myself that I haven't had a chance to go back and watch it yet. Um, but this out of the what are we at like f- four movies in this franchise? This is definitely my favorite. Wow, even better than Skull Island, then. Skull Island. Yeah, Skull Island is <laughs> a is a major contender for um, second place. It may be tied at times depending on my mood, but uh, oh. but I really really had a lot of fun with this one, you know. But man, I'll tell you, like. I think the first Godzilla movie I ever saw as a child was King Kong versus Godzilla, you know? So yeah. it, it definitely, there's definitely a lot that pulls on the uh, childhood um, emotion strings there. But but regardless, I thought the effects were great. I thought, you know, the, the story with the human parts were great without 
taking too much away from the action that we really wanted to come and see, you know? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I had a blast with it. You make Brian Clark so proud right now. <laughs> I, and I love the fact that Cog does like the Martin Riggs gag from Lethal Weapon and puts his <laughs> shoulder back into place by throwing it into a skyscraper. <laughs> you, 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 you had me there, dude. It was just like, okay, yeah, I love this shit. Yeah, and that's, again, you know, all the times that we've seen Kong or we've seen Godzilla or we see each of them fighting different type of monsters in movies, it was really cool to see their their the characters' personalities and intelligent levels yeah. in it. It's more than just like you know a, a normal just like you know WWE fight or something. Uh, you know, did you really get you know some of those cool characterization things in it and and uh, the intelligent level of these creatures and whatnot with scenes like him popping his own shoulder back into place or, or using the, the spike, uh, one of the Godzilla spikes as a, as an ax to fight Godzilla with, you know, stuff like that's just cool. Yeah. And any freaking nitpick you want to give, you're like, just stop because it's giant it's monkey giant, versus I know. lizard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You <laughs> take this serious. No, exactly. It's not yeah. goddamn Citizen Kane. Uh, no. for trying to laugh. Oh my gosh! You care? It's an excellent popcorn movie. Yes. An excellent popcorn movie. Yes. <clears throat> cool. So oh, good. is that it? We're, oh, oh my gosh! Oh my god! Look at that! That's it already. <sighs> Holy crap! We've done it, guys. We've done the first half of our top tens. Um, very very cool. But that's I got to take a number two. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not yet. I think we all do. I know Andy probably does after oh. that tombstone pizza. But <laughs> <laughs> not quite <laughs> done yet for this particular Drop episode. Drop my own tombstone. <laughs> so we're not going to do all of our normal segments for this particular episode. We are going to do shout outs. But before we do shout outs, we're going to take a quick break so we can hear about our podcast network, the PFPN Home of like, what are we at? Like 5,000 shows? Yeah, I know. 900. It's great. Yeah. Check them all out at thepfpn.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. And we're back. It's time to hear from you guys. We've been talking long enough. It's time with Jason and shoutouts. It's time for shoutouts. 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 All right. I always get nervous on this shoutouts one because I'm like, uh, we ask, what are your top 10 favorite films of this year? And I'm like, oh no, what if everybody answers <laughs> with 10 movies? I'll be here all night. But <laughs> So uh, it didn't turn out that way, thank goodness. But the shout-outs we got were freaking awesome. Up first on our Facebook page, we got Jacob McLaughlin. That's a ticker, Jacob, he says. While I didn't see 10 horror movies from this year, aw, the two that haven't left my brain are Censor mm, nice. and St. Maud. 
All right. Two brilliant psychological character studies and two incredible debuts from their directors. I cannot recommend them enough. Same here, Jacob. Amen. And then we got Lisa from the Bad Movie Bunny podcast on the PFPN. Uh, She says, I didn't see 10 from 2021. But my favorites were The Green Knight. Oh, so good. Candyman. And Last Night in Soho. Mm-hmm. Very good. And then in our Facebook group, we got Abe Kirshner, the Abster. Abster. Oh, gosh, here we go. <gasps> I didn't get to a lot of the 2021 horror, so some highlights are in no particular order. Old M. Night is amazing. That's true. The Army of the Dead. Good mindless zombie killing fun. Halloween Kills. Michael Myers is back. Does anything else matter? might be right <laughs> a quiet place too cillian murphy is gorgeous and this movie was great two very good points and i know it doesn't count but since you did a commentary about it and they found 30 more minutes of footage both this year i think the stuff should be on everyone's <laughs> list <laughs> i look forward to uh tripling my watch list after listening to your best of 21 episode that's true. Abe's pretty good about that. He really uh, does keep a list of the shit we tell him to watch that we make sound good anyway. I wonder why he brought up the stuff. I think it's because it's their favorite movie of all time. It just rules. Oh, wait, all of them? No. Okay. Well, okay. So <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not all. <laughs> it's so, so it started as Ashlyn's favorite movie, and then the, she turned those guys onto it. That's probably I see it. it. Chocolate chip Mika figure in there. Chocolate chip Charlie. Chocolate chip right? Charlie. That'd be oh, awesome. Yeah. Mika with figure a, with a different with a with a replaceable head with his mouth stretched yeah. open. Yes. Oh. Right. <laughs> and you could squeeze his tummy and stuff comes out his mouth. Please. <laughs> it needs to happen. <laughs> and then lastly, on face on our Facebook group, we got Check Mark Dixon. Woo! Nice. He says, "Malignant." That's it. <laughs> one through ten that's a good one it's a great oh, one so good and then uh nothing on instagram but over on twitter we got jeremy seaholm at seadog 2g's 429 he says i'm still catching up on some movies we so jeremy's one of the hosts of fans of the dead on the pfpn so at fans of the dead one on twitter get over there and follow him he says we do a new fears eve episode where we do our top 10 favorites from this year but there were definitely some fan fucking tastic movies this year well sweet jeremy can't wait to to uh listen to that episode that's gonna be a good one and then um guys guess what what we got their voicemail there sure is let's listen to that amazing Hey guys, it's Packer Brian again. Just want to mm-hmm. congratulate you on another amazing year of the podcast. You know, new year coming. I think of all the memories we made. Uh, comic show in Burlington, having dinner with you guys. Halloween Apalooza for the first time. Uh, first time watching it with a group of people. Um, Rocky Horror Picture Show. First time my son seeing it. Mm. You know, I'm setting my goals for next year and i think my new year's resolution is to get you guys to do a killer furniture episode <laughs> so that's my goal let's see how long it takes me i'm gonna be you know i'm gonna persevere we're gonna get this done so have a great year bye well thank you Thanks, attacker brian. brian uh we don't have to do that do we guys 
I don't know. I think what Brian says goes. So oh, attackers <laughs> yeah. rule. That's we love our attackers, and we do. we do love our attackers. He is a cruel taskmaster. <laughs> I don't want to upset him either. So. <laughs> Well, you guys can still leave a comment. You can leave us a voicemail. You can give us a call at, just like Brian did, there's still time to get your voicemail in. Um, you can call 415-952-6857 or 415-95-AOTKP. Leave us that voicemail. We'll play it on the show. And that is shout outs. Thanks. And before, I was going to say, before we close out, sorry to interrupt. Oh, you're fine. But thinking about how all these people are saying they hadn't seen 10, um, something that we I don't think we've done on previous episodes I don't think people understand the volume of films that we watch every year. <laughs> oh, um, so, so I pulled up the uh, list, and yep. is, is, if it's cool with you guys, I'm just going to go through and, and list how many everyone saw. Because Andy really turned a corner this year. He actually saw the yeah. most out of all of us. Um, so Andy saw 49 2021 20, horror films. Out I of, saw 40. Out of about point. 100 that we put on our list here to watch. Yeah, so uh, exactly 100, I believe. Yeah. Um, I saw 47, Jason saw 37, and Mike saw 31. So everybody just, uh, you know, our top 10 is um, based on s- some real watching. It's not like just 10 films that we watched. We we all watched a shit ton of new horror movies. So um, take our opinion and uh, really digest it. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, that that's 49 movies. I don't think I've had that many bowel movements in the past two oh, months. My. You might got to go to the doctor. Took, oh, oh you took care of that during the break. What happened? Uh, tombstone's still processing. Okay. <laughs> you mentioned Dustin's number? 48. Nice. Yes, I just didn't scroll over. Dustin, 48. <laughs> Sorry. That's half the movies this year. That's pretty good. He beat me by one. Son Put of in the bitch. research. It's usually, usually it's Tad that is in the lead there. And I know. you're like third this year. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. When we talk about in the past, I'm like, it's marathon season. <laughs> it's no joke when we're catching up on. I, I watched one at work today. <laughs> <laughs> That's yes. awesome. I got two monitors. Might as well use the other one yeah. for a movie, right? Yeah. boy. <laughs> okay, but that concludes part one of the best of 2021, the Attack of the Killer podcast awards. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we will talk to you very, very soon for part two. See ya. Oh, no. Could this be the end of? Attack of the Killer Podcast.